morning. It's time to check in on your money, see what's going on on Wall Street. We actually had a rebound yesterday. All that disaster we had the day before didn't go away, but we got back some of what we lost the day before. Let's see if we're likely to continue it today. Downtown Sebring, we go to the offices of Statler Financial Services, where Philip Statler is on the phone. Philip, good morning. How are you today? Hey, good morning, Dave. You doing well? Yeah, we did have a nice little bounce back yesterday. Obviously, we didn't recoup everything that we lost the day before, but <clears throat> hey, green ink anyway. Hey, absolutely. And it's just kind of a, a theory I've had that generally tends to work out pretty well. Money likes to find places where it can make more money. When we ended up seeing interest rate cuts from the Federal Reserve get a lot more likely, a whole bunch of investors said, well, I need to reallocate. They sold everything that wasn't nailed down the day before yesterday, and yesterday they adjusted and bought some other stocks and uh, other investment levels, and we kind of bounced back. Dow was up by 152 points. Standard & Poor's got back up above 5,000 yesterday. They were up 47. NASDAQ had a pretty doggone good day. They were up almost 204 points, back up to 15,859. I mean, if across a two-day run, it was a slight off day, but it was no disaster whatsoever once the reallocation took place, was it? It didn't seem to be. So we'll, uh, you know, it was uh, kind of a up and down day to start. You know, it was it was ebb and flow a little bit in the morning, but uh, obviously ended up uh, positive for the day, which was good. And uh, and we continue to see um, some green ink even this morning, Dave. Absolutely. I, I have never found a report mechanism that'll do this, but I would love to be able to find it. You know, what the cycling of money is between income stocks, growth stocks, and whatnot, because when economic things like that hit, you know, allocations change as far as where the big money guys are putting their money. And, you know, face it, the guys that can throw a billion dollars around at the drop of a hat, they're the ones that really drive the market. The amateurs react by panic and greed. And, that's never really necessarily productive, but the guys with the big research budgets, they, they know what they're going to do what, based upon bad news, good news, otherwise. I'd love to find one of those reports, and I haven't found the mechanism to find which classes of stock have a tendency to move the most during these times, because I'll, I'll bet a nickel over the last 48 hours there was a major shift in money from one class of stock to the other. What do you think? Uh, it could very well be. It could have gone from uh, some reduction in growth to more value-based uh, companies. Mm -hmm. Um, for sure. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, it was interesting with the rebalancing. You know, like I said, we had green ink yesterday. And start the morning out this morning with uh, some it's, – it's, this is going to be one of those good news, bad news days because pretty much what I've got is generally good news for the economy and not necessarily for a lot of investor strategies. Initial jobless claims on Thursday morning come out. It was 218,000, an abnormally low number last week. They expected it to inch up a little bit. No. Uh, with all the layoffs we get reporting in the tech industry, uh, the number of first-time jobless claims down to 212,000, which is, is so abnormally low, a 6,000-person drop. I'm almost tempted to say that's wobble, Philip, because the numbers are so small nationwide. Uh, it's almost not trackable anymore. Well, that's true. We continue to stay below that two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand, which is, uh, I think, probably where the Fed would like to see it. That's kind of what they've said, and we ain't coming anywhere close to it. And there's no trend showing us we're getting into that range. Uh, the other thing that was good news, bad news: retail sales. They expected January retail sales to be uh, down by two tenths of a percent. 
one half of the good news, bad news, is bad news for the economy, good news for the markets, I guess. Uh, retail sales last month actually tanked down by eight-tenths of a percent. And that's really kind of a surprise because it, uh, the indications we were having were things weren't doing too badly. Well, that's true. And so that um, that's definitely going to put some some pressure on retail um, stocks as a whole. As we as we look at that, and and that will maybe be one I don't know, good feather for the Feds uh, when we start looking at interest rate numbers. Um, but the other number, I, you and I didn't talk about this before we went on the air, but the uh, Empire State Manufacturing Survey came out, and you and I talk about mm. it's not so much what the absolute number is, but what direction it went. And and uh -huh. last month it was uh, it was down a minus forty three point seven. It had, I think they said, the hugest increase it's seen uh, month over month. It was up like 40 points. So I think it's down like to 3.7 now. I'm sorry, 41% increase. So it was a negative 2.4. Um, so that shows it was going the right direction because it's coming back up to zero. Um, That's so that a major was swing. Yeah. Good yeah, big swing. Big swing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The retail sales, I did not see it come across. But I'm kind of curious that decrease in January retail sales. I don't have the one excluding automotives and gas, but it'd be kind of interesting to see whether that eight tenth of percent drop was mostly on the price of gas because we did have that dip in gas prices during January. Uh, the other number that came out of the federal government data dump, this is definitely one of those good news and bad news things. Import prices, they expected import prices to go down by a tenth of a percent last month. This is an inflation number that people are not going to want to hear. Instead of going down, import prices went up by eight-tenths of a percent. Not only a big miss, but completely the wrong direction, too. I, I'm kind of curious as what the market's reaction is going to be when they digest all of this stuff. Yeah, it is going to be interesting because we, um, from, from where we were, it's kind of interesting because I, I, I was watching that as the job numbers came out um, and the um, and the um, the um, retail sales numbers came out, mm -hmm. the numbers kind of dropped from from where they were. I'm sorry, they kind of increased. They, they made a pretty, uh -huh. they almost, the Dow almost doubled in what it had gone up. But then a couple other numbers came out, and uh, it started to retreat a little bit. Still better than what it was early this morning, but but it's uh, it's been up and down for sure. We're still green, which is good. Mm -hmm. Well, kind of the reason I was expecting the import price report to have a big difference because we scared the pants off ourselves the other day with the consumer price index number. And import pricing is just an ingredient, but nevertheless a part of the inflation number. And if import prices go you know, buco, you know, buco numbers in the wrong direction. I thought that might very well throw a scare into, at the very least, some of the interest-sensitive stocks on the market. Yeah, they seem to uh, seem to be able to hold on right now. Anyway, uh, I, I found it interesting about Japan, though. Right? I mean, they've been uh, they, they've been one of the top economies in in the world for for a long time. Oh, yeah. It used to be the United States and Japan, number one, number two. Okay, China's grown now to the point where it's the second biggest economy in the world, and Japan has been the third, but you know, they've been flat for a long time, and now they're actually shrinking. Japan is no longer the world's third biggest economy. That's kind of a kick in the pants over there. It is. It is. They're actually in a recession right now after this last measurement of GDP. And uh, Germany now has taken the third spot in the world's largest economies.
Japan has always been, it's one of those economies that's hard to figure out to begin with. I mean, they, they always have, uh, you know, their federal bond rate is always somewhere down, just absolutely down near zero, because it's like an act of patriotism over in Japan. They always buy their own government's debt. It doesn't end up having to go out on the open market for diddly, and that shows up how cheap they can borrow. But at the same time, uh, their economy, it has, they, they haven't really grown much to speak of in the better part of 20 years, it seems. Yeah, they've, they've been a slow, slow slow growth, but they've managed to uh, to keep the number three spot until now. So that's, yep. Uh, yep, so that's, that's Japan heading the wrong direction. Absolutely. Other than that, we've got a lot of things just trading on the futures of the stocks that are out there. I've just a sidebar that I was playing with. Have, have you read anything about Apple's new uh, artificial reality headset, that uh, new $3,500 Vision Pro thing? Uh, the only little headline I thought was that, uh, um, you know, Mr. Facebook put them on and tried them out and said his is better. They yeah, he says they stink. That was the thing that I read. Zuckerberg has been uh, selling uh, Facebook's <clears throat> Oculus Quest, which is their artificial reality headset, and they're selling theirs for under 500 bucks. So Zuckerberg put on a pair of Apple Vision Pro headsets the other day and said, eh, we're better. This is going to be fun between two titans arguing with Apple. I mean, that generally, fighting with Apple is never good for your company's health, even when you're as good as even even when you're as big as Facebook. Ought to be an interesting war, don't you think? Uh, yep. <laughs> when Apple <laughs> takes on anybody, it's an interesting war. Yeah, generally Apple wins at least on the long haul down the line, so it'll be an interesting battle of uh, words, if nothing else. Few reports out today, and one of the headlines that we got was we're talking about how low the unemployment uh, layoffs and uh, first-time unemployment claims are. Cisco's kind of swimming against that stream. They announced a bunch of layoffs when they gave their annual report, didn't they? They, they did. They came out um, and announced that they're going to reduce jobs by 5% across the globe and that's a 4000 at least a 4000 uh employee reduction um and that's that's a pretty big number when they look at the report they had a decline in revenue during the fiscal second quarter um and they also gave a little lighter than expected guidance uh, for the third quarter um along with all the job reductions going on so we've got Cisco trading down a little over 4.1% right now. Ooh. Uh, folks that don't recognize the name Cisco, it's not something we have a lot of in our homes, although they may make your Wi-Fi router. Uh, Cisco is, makes one of the primary ingredients of networking. That means the Internet and the uh, local area networks at business. I mean, they're one of the two or three major brands of routers. So I wonder if they're just getting into where PCs got a few years ago, that everybody's got what they need, and they're now just into replacement market. Uh, it could very well be. There was no really explanation on that side. Uh, hey, the other thing we had was John Deere reported, um, mm -hmm. and they uh, they beat on um, they beat on earnings. Let me see. I'm gonna make sure I get this right now. Um, I'm sorry. They didn't beat. They they missed, which was not good for them. Uh, they missed on revenue. And on earnings this last quarter, and they expect uh, they expect this next year though that that replenishment because in 2022 and 2023 they had a lot of um, uh, replenishment. So a lot of farmers and ag people were were you know 
replacing their equipment. It was that cycle. They expect mm-hmm. that to normalize and not be as good going forward. They're down about three and a half percent this morning. Ouch. They're a big one in the Midwest, too. That's not good news for the farmers up there. No, it's, it's really not. The, the last one I have for you is TripAdvisor. Mm-hmm. Um, they came in. They beat on their top and bottom line for the fourth quarter. Um, they came in at, at 38 cents a share versus 22. They beat by about $15 million in revenue. And so uh, TripAdvisor is a winner today. They're up 5.8% this morning. Good to hear. Resetting the table for the morning. It was a generally up day yesterday on Wall Street, a recovery from the day before. 45 minutes before we open up shop this morning, Philip, what are we looking at? Dave, we've seen the uh, the futures decline. I mean, they're still green, but they are on the uh, downward movement, uh, getting closer to zero again. They've got the Dow up uh, a little over a tenth of a percent, about $50. S&P 500 is up a little over a tenth of a point as well, about $6. And the NASDAQ 100 is up a tenth of a percent, $20. So everything has uh, dropped significantly this morning uh, in the futures market, but we'll see what the open brings us this morning uh, at 930. We got silver up a big jump this morning, up 1.8% to $22.79 an ounce. Gold's up a half a percent. And uh, and crude oil sliding down about a third of a percent this morning, down to seventy six dollars and forty two cents a barrel. Come on, keep pushing it down a little farther. Would you please push, 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 right? Yeah, at the end of this week, I got to buy more gas. Uh, the overseas markets, I was surprised by this. The Asian rim generally up this morning at the close at 6 a.m., even with the bad news over in Japan about their economy slipping into recession. Uh, the Nikkei over in Japan was up by a percent and a quarter. They were the big gainer over in the Asian rim, which I'm not 100% sure I understand. European markets are up fractionally halfway through their day. Overall index, yeah, between a third and a half a percent at the moment, halfway through the European trading day. Getting a stable retirement plan that you can count on is probably the single most important financial task any family can do. How do I find you to get that plan in place for me, Philip? Then give us a call at 863-382-0037. Or then go to our website at statlerfinancial.com and then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And back here again tomorrow morning together to see what happened today and what's likely to affect your money tomorrow. we got producer price inflation tomorrow. It could be a herky-jerky day, Philip. It could be. It could be. Depends on which way that number goes. Absolutely. Don't need another one like the day before yesterday. Have a good one. We'll see you then, all right? You too. Thank you, sir. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Have a great day. Talk to you again tomorrow morning. Take care. Bye now.